This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattmcclary to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I'm your host, Matt McClary. Thank you so much for joining us again for another fantastic episode. Today, I am being joined by author and broadcaster Ruth O'Reilly Smith. Hi, Ruth. Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me on. It's so great to be chatting with you today. And I know that our listeners are really going to enjoy hearing all the lovely things you've you've got to say about your book and your life. I know I'm really looking forward to it. Now, people might have heard your name before. They might have been been listening to this and thinking, Ruth O'Reilly Smith, where have I heard that name before? Where might people have heard about you? Well, I currently broadcast a daily radio show called This Is My Story on UCB, which is a national broadcaster, a national Christian broadcaster across the UK. And so that might be where they will have heard me. And so every day from nine in the morning until one in the afternoon in the UK, you get to hear stories of God at work in people's lives. I play great Christian music. I'm on a worship station, so I get to spend four hours in a studio listening to some of the most amazing worship songs, and I absolutely love that. I also get to hear stories of God at work in people's lives. It's, it's amazing. So that's kind of what keeps me busy for most of my day, every day. <laughs> that's fantastic. And if that sounds like something you would like to listen to, do go and listen to Ruth on UCB2 um, for her radio shows, what, nine till one, Monday nine to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's excellent. Brilliant. But we are here not to talk so much about radio today. <laughs> we are going to be talking um, to you about a book you've written because we love to interview authors on this show. And so it's fantastic that you have written a book. You've written God Speaks, 40 Letters from the Father's Heart, which is a a devotional. What can you tell us about God Speaks? Well, Matt, it, it is really weird, actually, for me to be on a podcast like this with you. Firstly, for me to be on the other side of the microphone being asked the questions, because usually I'm the person asking the questions. So I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. And then also to be on a podcast with authors. I mean, I feel like it's a huge honor for me, but it's almost as if I'm not too sure that I belong here, to be honest with you. For you to introduce me as an author and as a broadcaster still feels a little weird, even though God Speaks was published last year. And it's really something that God gave me in 2020 already. So it's kind of been brewing for a long time. Um, I I think I'm starting to get used to the idea. uh, But some people have asked about a second book and I'm already going, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to get my head around the first one. This was not 
intended to be a book. This came out of my personal devotionals with Jesus. So in the morning, before I get out of bed, I like to sit in the middle of the bed while my hubby is downstairs, pottering around in the kitchen, getting brekkies ready, preparing a coffee for me, which is always really great. Um, and I like to just spend some time with God, reading the word, praying, giving my day to God before I get out of bed. I just have to do that. And so it was no different. We were coming up to Lent and on my radio show, a kind of standard staple question as a presenter is you tend to ask, so what are you giving up for Lent? And I was really flippant about it. And I just said, you know, probably be something like, I don't know, chocolates and alcohol. And I went to the next song and I felt that God wanted me to give up Netflix. So I'd already been on this journey of surrender and obedience with the Lord over the last couple of years. So I just knew that this was God. This is surely not the devil. It's not me because I was enjoying a really great series at the time. And I knew that this is something I needed to do. So I gave up Netflix, but I also felt at the start of Lent that God wanted me to start journaling. Now, journaling is something that I had done on and off since my teens. I remember in church, I was part of a church where we were taught how to journal, how to write a letter to God and then ask God to speak to us and just write whatever came to mind from God to us. And so it was something that I had done on and off and always found it beneficial. So I did that. But I found as soon as I started at the start of Lent 2020, it felt different. It felt like nothing I'd written before. And it was beautiful. It felt like it was almost like poetic or like verse. But I recognized it because it was elements of the Bible based on the Old and the New Testament, but in this kind of almost a 200 word odd letter from heaven, from my heavenly father. And it was kind of around the time with COVID. And so the coronavirus was kind of just taking hold across Europe. There was a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of people fearful about when it was we were going to get the first case in the UK. And as somebody who's a Christian broadcaster on a national Christian radio station, you know, with the incredible responsibility and the privilege of encouraging our listeners in the midst of that time when I'm a wife and a mother and just dealing with my own fears and, you know, uncertainty, I had to spend time with God in the morning. And so to hear his voice over my life in Lent 2020 filled me with so much confidence. I mean, I remember there were mornings, many mornings where I would, initially I started writing the words down and very quickly, I just felt that God said this was gonna be for more than just me. And so I quickly got my laptop in the mornings and found myself just typing out whatever came to mind and just letting my thoughts flow. Um, you know, where I, I found that these words were feeding my soul like nothing else did. And then I could go and face my day. So that's kind uh, of how it came about. Oh, really good. Really good. Um, you said a couple of things that kind of point in slightly different directions. So it'll be interesting to know. Um, so you said that you felt that it was meant for more than just you. So you were typing it out on your, your laptop. But then also... You said you never thought that it would ever 
become a book or anything like it. So, so, so how, how, how did it become a book? Did you approach um, the publisher? I think it's published by Authentic, isn't it? Authentic Media. Yeah. Um, did you approach them or did they approach you? Or was it like a, a happy kind of coincidental conversation over a cup of coffee somewhere one day? Or, you know, how, how did it come to be? Yeah, so um, early on, I really felt that this was different. And within a few days, since the God said this is going to be for more than you, it was going to be a book. And, you know, I was still resisting. But again, I'd been on this journey of learning to just obey the the voice of the Lord. What I sense, the promptings, any thought that comes into mind that think, you know, I think this is this is surely not me. And just trying to be obedient. And so that's why I got the laptop out and I thought, well, let me just put this down. It's a lot easier for me to do that. And finished Lent. So Lent comes and goes and Easter comes and goes. And then we had a little break. I think it was around the bank holiday times. And we were planning on just going out for a drive as a family. And I felt that God said, before you go, you need to send uh, a letter. You need to approach a publisher and send them the idea for this book, what is going to be a book, this gift that I've given you. And so I went on the, on the search. I just knew that this was something that I had to do before we left the house. So I, I started a bit of a hunt for publishers that I had kind of been aware of because of my work as a Christian broadcaster, went onto their websites, had a look for any Christian websites, specifically in the UK, I thought, let me start there, uh, who accept unsolicited writing. I kind of really wanted this to be on its own merit. I didn't want the publishers to go, oh, you know, we've got a a Christian broadcaster who broadcasts across the UK, easy sell, she can talk about the book. And, you know, I, I really wanted it to be on merit. So I, I deliberately went that way because I had contact details for these people, but I wanted it to go through the website. And so heard back from them, did that, uh, approached Authentic, loved their heart, loved the heart of Authentic Media and just kind of the overall idea of of their passion for the kind of books that they like to publish. I'd also interviewed a number of authentic media authors and really liked the books that they were publishing. And so just felt absolute peace with sending it to them. And it wasn't long after that, I you know, then we went on our, our trip for the day. And while we were away, I heard from someone from Authentic and they said, look, we like the idea can you send us a few more letters so we can have a look and let's talk. And within a few days, they said, look, we'd, we'd love to chat to you about looking at a way forward in terms of possibly publishing this book. And I had a meeting with some of the team from Authentic Media and they actually suggested that it could be a devotional journal and a hardcover, something beautiful, which is exactly what I envisioned. You know, Matt, I just felt like, because I thought, well, you know, what do I do with this? Do I do I do a digital version? Do I do an online version of these letters, which would be great. But I, I felt deep within me that it had to be a beautiful, treasured 
hardcover book that mm-hmm. people could go back to time and time again because this was elements of the Word of God but put together in a way that you could engage with at any time, you know, because I hadn't actually thought of a devotional journal. I just thought of putting the letters out there, but it was the publisher that suggested that it could be a journal alongside the devotional. So you, you know, you are prompted to and and invited to write your own letter from God. Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I was just about to ask you about the journaling aspect um because because it is it's it's really set out really um thoughtfully you've got your reflection on one page a really um sort of artistic um page which has got the bible verse for that day opposite it and then over the page there's there's like two spaces for you to write for you to journal and sort of ask god and 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 prayer and you were saying that you were in a church that kind of taught you how to journal and and you kind of do that here because each one has a different question or a different prompt to to help guide the the reader through their their writing and their their sort of journaling time so yeah it's a really valuable resource so thank you really good yeah that, that was really my heart matt is that you know once the publishers suggested that that was what they had in mind i got so excited so excited because i just thought if i backtrack just a little bit at the end of 2019 in my time with god and in my journaling time with god which was not on my laptop it was just in my notebook i love journaling with a pencil Pencil is my favorite when it comes to journaling or pen, if I don't have one to hand. Uh, but I sensed that God said he was going to give me a gift in 2020. And early in January 2020, again, I felt that God just in the, you know, allowing my thoughts to flow and, and just writing down whatever came to mind. Again, I wrote down God speaking to me and saying, I'm going to give you a gift and you need to receive it you need to accept it (laughs) you know and then god speaks his birth and there was a there was a big wrestle on in terms of you know so authentic uh, said we'd love to publish this book the way that they said they'd like to do it just sounded like it it really resonated with with me and it felt like it was something that would be a gift to the body of christ you know not just uh because it's based on the word of God and you can go back to it time and time again. I mean, I have read these letters so many times as part of the editing process. And then also for myself, when I received the book, I cried because it's just so stunning. So I went through it myself. I have to say, I didn't journal in it. I started this year um, during Lent, but for me, it, it's so beautiful that I don't actually want to write in it. So I've, I've written some entries in pencil, but I've read it many times uh, because it is based on God's word and it just it feeds, still feeds my soul. I think that leads on nicely for us to hear a little bit of it. Um, so I think you're going to read us one of the entries from God Speaks 40 Letters from the Father's Heart. Um, This is day 11, I believe. So God speaks 40 letters from the Father's heart. Day 11. Shine. 
Let the whole world see that you are mine. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Light in the dark, salt in a flavorless space. I have called you. I have chosen you. Go, make disciples. Speak of me to your world. Turn to me and hear my voice. This is my song of redemption. I'm singing it over you. You are my redeemed. I have bought you with my own life. The enemy of your soul no longer has a hold over you. You are free. Now walk as one who is free. Released from bondage, you are made whole. Journey on with a lightness in your step. My smile is on you, my child. I am with you always. I have birthed you and I will not abandon you. I have fed you and cared for you. I have cleaned you, clothed you and raised you. With loving kindness, I have shown you a better way. You have grown in my love. Your roots go down deep like the mighty oak. You are strong. You will not waver in your devotion to me. You will not falter or fall. I have called you by name. You are mine. Matthew 5 verse 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Ask God, who do you want me to disciple? Pray. Thank you, God, that I am yours. What does God think about wellness? I'm Jaracharya, and that's the topic of my book, Refresh, a wellness devotional for the whole Christian life. Refresh is a unique, interactive journal exploring God's design for well-being in every area of our lives. With Bible-based reflections, thoughtful questions, and beautiful images, it's a gentle and flexible way to meet with God at your own pace. Find out more and get your signed copy at valleyofsprings.com. Just before we return to our conversation with Ruth O'Reilly-Smith, I wanted to tell you about another great book by the author Catherine Beleeson. She's just released a contemporary fiction novel, and it's called Home Truths with Lady Grey. And it's an evocative, moving story about the power of friendship to unlock new ways of seeing life and self. To get your copy of Home Truths with Lady Grey, please go to katherinebleason.com and the book is also available wherever good books are sold. So Ruth, um, we love to get um, a behind-the-scenes glimpse of the lives of the authors we chat to on the podcast. And so I was wondering... Um, if if you would, wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself. We know that you are a um, broadcaster at work for UCB2. Um, but what what else can you tell us? Have you got any family? Um, you've, you've briefly mentioned your husband, but, you know, have you got any family? And what do you do for fun? Have you got any hobbies or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I am married to a Brummie. So I'm originally from South Africa and moved to England to travel, to be honest with you. And I didn't know how to speak Italian. I really wanted to go to Italy, but I didn't know how to speak the language. And so thought I would come to England 
rather. So I came to England because I thought I knew how to speak English and then I arrived in England and it was a very different way of speaking English. So I was living in London initially, moved to Birmingham for work and that is where I met my hubby. And, I, and the, the joke is that when I arrived in Birmingham, I said to God, don't let me marry a Brummie. This accent is just, I can't understand these people. <laughs> and so that's one of the reasons we've been married for so long. We got married in 2003. We've, we've spent a lot of time kind of trying to understand each other. You know, what did you say? What did you mean by that? Say that again. <laughs> so uh, lots of that toing and froing going on. So he was, uh, he, he was from Birmingham. He is from Birmingham. But we now live in Stoke-on-Trent, and that's where our children were born. So we've got twins. We've got teenage twins, a boy and a girl, Samuel and Caitlin. And so we're quite an eclectic family. South Africa, Bromley, the Potteries, which is where we live now. We've also lived out of the country for a while, so for about seven years during the recession. We lived in Dubai for a couple of years. We lived back in South Africa for about five years and just felt God calling us back to the UK. And this is where we are now. This feels like home for now. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> but I think, you know, we're, we're yeah. always ready to just be part of the Good. adventure that God has got Good. for us. Uh, when, when it comes to fun, Matt, I love, I love reading. I love historical fiction. Um, so, you know, give me a, a really great story and put it in the context of a, hist a history that I can learn and I am hooked. Uh, I also love walking and hiking. I love baking, uh, particularly during COVID. I got really good at baking a good soda bread. So <laughs> I love soda bread. I love baking cookies and um, yeah, just I love going for coffee with friends. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh, no, that's really good. That's really great. And when when we spoke last, I was on your radio show on the other side of the mic, as you were saying, and you were talking about that you were going out walking, one of the things you love to do, to visit the llamas down the road. Did you ever get to see the llamas? The uh, the alpacas, the alpacas down the road. Yes, I did. So, um, and I, I I haven't done that today, but I do like to do that after the show. Um, go and visit the alpacas. They just always make my heart feel so at peace. And they're goats <laughs> as well, long-haired um, goats. So they're two alpacas and two goats. It's a bit of a longer walk. Um, and today is a, a little hot, so I just walk down the lane. And the thing about walking down the lane is that you've got to touch the telephone pole at the bottom of the lane and then walk back. So that's the deal with me. So I have been for my walk, but not to the alpacas today. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. Just before we go, um, I was wondering, is Jesus saying anything to you at the moment? And it might be, it might be for you personally, or it might be something that you feel that I don't know the church in the UK needs to to hear at this time. Is has the Holy Spirit been putting anything on your heart? Maybe I can just talk about something that I've started writing about in mm, a, a recent blog. So one of the new blogs that I've been working on has to do with us just coming to Christ. So one of them that 
that I've only just kind of been thinking about is the woman who comes to Jesus and she breaks the alabaster jar. And then people like uh, Zacchaeus, who climbs into a tree just so he can see Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of people like the blind man on the side of the road who um, asks someone, you know, what's going on? You can hear there's a big throng and someone says, it's Jesus that's walking past. And so he starts shouting out for Jesus, you know. And those three stories have kind of really stood out to me just in terms of the pursuit of Christ and abiding in Christ and how we have so many distractions in life. What is it that's keeping you from pressing in to Christ, pressing in to be closer to Jesus, pressing in to abide with Jesus and have him completely change your life? Somebody else who comes to mind is the woman with the issue of blood. You know, if you think of those four characters, how they pressed in, regardless of the voices on the outside, just so that they could be close to Jesus. We went to visit family recently, and there were some very loud birds. I think they're magpies that make just an awful racket, especially when there's eggs and new little chicks around. It doesn't sound like a sweet tweeting sound. It's just a racket, a noise. And when I heard them, because they woke us up before five o'clock in the morning, I think it was like half past four, these magpies were just really noisy. And I instantly thought about how the voice of the enemy can be so loud sometimes, or maybe it's the voice of social media, perhaps it's comparison, or, you know, we, we just have so many distractions in life. Maybe for us as followers of Jesus Christ, as Christians, we feel like some of that noise actually comes from expectations that we put on ourselves um, or maybe that we interpret from the pulpit even, you know, when really that's not God's heart. His desire for us is to be determined just as the woman with the issue of blood was determined to press through the crowd this woman who was unclean, she pushed past those crowds just so she could touch the hem of Jesus. That's all she wanted to do because she knew that if she could just get close to him, she would be healed. For Zacchaeus, I mean, this is a hated guy. He's the head of the, the tax collectors in his village and everybody despises him. He hears that Jesus is in town and he just wants to see him. So he, we're told that he's a short guy, so he climbs the sycamore tree just so he can see Jesus. And then Jesus invites him into his, says, look, I'm coming to your house. He invites himself <laughs> into his house. And in that moment, he repents. And the sign of repentance is that he humbles himself before Jesus. And he says, I'm going to give, you know, so much away. Anything that I've stolen, I'm going to return it four, four times. And there you see that repentance with the man who was blind and he shouts out to Jesus, son of, you know, from Nazareth, son of David, have mercy on me. And he's healed in that instant. I, I just love those stories. They've really spoken deeply to me about our pursuit of Christ. Don't let anything 
keep you. You know, the busyness, maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're a busy parent, you've got young children, it's bonkers at home. But I pray that in the midst of all the responsibilities, you will make time to have just five minutes or whatever. Maybe it's even in the bathroom. I find the loo is a great time to connect with Jesus, you know, <laughs> wherever it is. But then we'd have that determined heart to press through whatever challenges it is. You know, that woman who broke the alabaster jar before Jesus, she, Jesus never called her a sinner. The Pharisees called her a sinner, you know, and she goes into this environment as a woman, firstly, uh, surrounded by men and also known as a sinful woman. So she overcomes so much of her shame and her guilt and the way that she was perceived, but her passion and her desire was to see Jesus and be close to him. And that is what transformed her. So those characters and that heart of, um, you know, pursuing Christ and not allowing anything to stand in my way, my own insecurities, my own struggles, my busyness, not allowing anything to keep me from abiding in Jesus has really been kind of front and center of my heart. And it's, it's a passion for me. I pray that that will be your desire to abide with Jesus. It's in his presence that something good happens always. That's really good, Ruth. Thank you. Um, just before we go, listeners, I'm hoping are going to want to know how they can find out more about you, where they can get a copy of God Speaks 40 Letters from the Father's Heart. Have you got a website, social media, that sort of thing? Best place is my website, because on there you can just, it points you to all the socials. Just head over to RuthOReillySmith.com. You can get signed copies of the book if you're in the UK. I'd love to send one to you. Or you can also read other God Speaks letters on there that are not in the book, along with the audio versions of those. So the Lord kept giving me letters and I just kept writing until that kind of dried up, you know. And so now I'm doing other Bible study blogs. But on there you can see Bible study blogs, uh, which is essentially what I've been writing out of my own personal devotionals with Jesus. And then I record the audio version as well. So you can listen to me actually reading that, which I think is really great because sometimes you don't have time to read through a whole blog, but you can, you've got time to just listen to it. So yeah, RuthOReillySmith.com. Thank you, Matt. That's fantastic. Thank you, Ruth. It's been really good having you join us on the podcast today. So thank you so much for, for giving your time to, to come and be with us. Thanks, Matt. And just for our listeners, thank you for listening. Do go and grab a copy of Ruth Riley Smith's devotional journal. It's called God Speaks, 40 Letters from the Father's Heart. Thank you so much for the pleasure of your company today. And I do hope that you'll be back to listen to another Christian Book Blurb podcast really soon. They happen every two weeks. So do come back again to have a listen to another fantastic Christian author speaking about their faith, their books, and their writing. So thank you so much. And we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.